hello guys good morning you're welcome to the tipping point once again for the past two weeks we have been off it's because we want to rebrand we want to serve you guys better we want to develop or we want to make sure that we are more excellent and we are not complacent with our delivery so that has been the reason why i have been off i have been preparing for my podcast series and doing to or to be able to reach out to the world so guys uh, this is just me taking a short um and trip back here and i just feel it's very important that i share this with us so i'll start by saying congratulations to everybody who passed the bar finals and who filled the bar finals bar finals in my country nigeria it's an exam you write before you're qualified to be called to the Nigerian bar. So that exam, when you pass it, qualifies you to become a lawyer, a barrister, and a solicitor of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. So it is very important that we pass bar finals. It's always a major Herculean task for every intending lawyers. So, um, last week, I got my result. I didn't get the result I wanted. I passed though. I felt sad instantaneously. I felt God. I, I didn't plan for this. I wanted something more. I wanted, in my mind, I wanted to prove to myself and to whoever that cares that I am intelligent. I wanted, I wanted the very best grade that I could get. But I didn't get it. In fact, I had reacted. Oh, sorry, I had, I had rehearsed several in my head how I was going to react when I opened my result. I mean, my portal to check my result. So when I checked my result and I didn't see my expected grade, I didn't see the grade I rehearsed with. I was sad. And it after a moment, I was looking at it. It occurred to me that I didn't even say Lord, thank you. I didn't even say God, thank you for my result. I was ungrateful and eventually when i said it that that moment it was it was like it was so mechanical it it was void of passion it was void of emotion and i'm sure that it just that thing he just rose a bit out of my tongue to the tip of my nose and just fizzled so i was still in that mood until i was talking with a friend and i discovered that he didn't pass and it just dawned on me that Mariwa, i didn't even prepare i didn't even make plans for in case i don't pass what if i had not passed what would have been able to hold me my friend didn't pass but i i loved the fact that he said that okay i, I done my part i can't see exactly why i failed I had done as much as a man should do. And yes, I was with him throughout the exams. We read together. So I could say that I, I, I saw him really prepare for the exams. But he failed. So what went wrong? You can't say. I felt so sad for him. I felt so sad that night. And then it started just coming to my spirit that Murewa, I have really been ungrateful and too. I, I didn't make plans for in case I failed. So what if I had failed? What would have happened? From my friend's discussion, I discovered that he has a 
like a boat let me let me digress a bit when you see a boat in the sea or on the sea whichever proposition is correct there is something we call anchor that holds the boat firmly to the shore when you disembark from a boat they tie you tie the anchor to the shore this prevents the anchor holds the boat to the shore this prevents the boat from drifting to the left to the right so the essence of the anchor is that you to prevent the boat from drifting away the boat can drift so far away depends on the current of the sea depends on the wind so it can you can't say how with it will drift but it will drift and it might not drift so the best bet you have is to hold it to the shore by a rope so my friend seems to have a strong anchor it was all well he felt sad and all of those things but immediately he bounced back and i was just thinking with my within myself Murewa, if this had been you would you have been able to bounce back would you have been able to to just say oh okay i'm sad and be able to move on did i have a strong hand call would i maybe i would have been toast here and there toast to self-pity toast to depression toast just here and there and low self-esteem and feel god i'm just not smart enough i'm not intelligent enough would maybe that might have been my situation so i made a mental note a lesson to myself that as i prepare for the best i also prepare for i also i hope for the best and everything in between it and i also prepare for the worst preparing for the worst does it mean that i am a non-believer in what god has said does it mean that my faith is shaking no my faith isn't shaking it's just knowing fully well that my life is ultimately in god's hands and i can't i want to pass i will do everything to pass i will do everything to be successful but i also have to realize that what i consider a failure is actually not a failure now the best way to explain this for to, to explain this way to explain this is while i was in ss1 i had probably only told two or three people but while i was in ss1 i was in the science class and right from while i was in school i had not been a super 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 smart student but i had done well enough to be considered among the top in class i wasn't but in few times when i have seen somebody to challenge and motivate me i have always done beyond my the usual beyond average i've always done excellently well so getting to secondary school i was just there my hundred my first class just when i was doing i did extremely well but just to they changed my class teacher and it was like going down the slope now fast forward to ss1 i felt why was i going to go to the art class art class was not meant for it's not meant for the smart ones and i have always had passion for books right from primary school i'll go to library to read books so I'd never been a mathematical person. It had just never been my thing. Though I was reasonably good at it. 
that's when I am challenged and when I am disciplined to learn it. But that has not just been my thing. I, so I felt that why would I go to science class? I mean, why would I go to art class when my friends, the smart ones, are going to science class? So I followed them to science class too. And I picked the most difficult of the courses. I picked for the math. I picked TD. Now, I said the most difficult of the courses. For some people, it is just it is just a very wonderful course. I mean, it's not a big deal. I picked all the courses. Then I, all the compulsory ones that I had to do, like chemistry, like physics and everything. To cut the long story short, when I collected my report card, in SS1, it was my parents who even collected it for me. They said I would fail. I, I mean that I failed. I was advised to repeat the class. It was a compulsory advice. It wasn't an advice where you could negotiate. So I had to repeat a whole class. Wow. I was shocked. That had never happened to me in my life. That was the that was the height. I mean, I'd never been that humbled in my life. How, how was I going to take it? I didn't know. I was so depressed, so down that for I didn't go to school for a whole term when we resumed. So eventually, my father was like, "Okay, you would see. Like it looks like you are not meant to study. I am going to take you to go and learn carpentry work." Eventually, my mom prevailed and said that, "See, you know what? Let's change the school." And I remember one day, my dad was praying, and my dad came out of his room and just asked me. Where is this school, Ebonua? And I said, Ebonua, ah, I know the school. And he said, I just felt like that that's the school you have to go. And ladies and gentlemen, that school was a turning point in my life. I have been, I passed my bifinance or when I got to the school, I said I wasn't going to continue with the science anymore. <laughs> I was going to continue with heart. And I found it effortless. In fact, it was then that it, like my star, in quotes, began to shine. That was when I became popular, when I became known. I came out of my shell entirely. I was a very timid person in Austin, in my former school. Very timid. I was relatively unknown. I was a face in the crowd. And probably God saw that, Murewa, the way you are going, you are on a trajectory of colossal failure. So that failure that I had in SS1 was necessary to reset my life. It was necessary to humble me to make me know that see Murewa, you are not don't don't think you are super smart. Don't think that you can you can you are above God. You know it was it was it was humbling. It humbled me really. And it also set my life in the right trajectory. So failure might not necessarily be a worst case scenario. Yes, though it's worse as we are preparing for the or we are preparing or i don't want to confuse us with what i'm saying but yes we are hoping for the best but at the same time too we should also make allowances for the worst if the worst happens does that mean that's the end of the world if i had failed my exam does that mean that that's the end does that mean that i will not sit down again and start up does that mean that i will just go just fizzle away and say okay yes i passed i failed my bar final that's the end of the world so what i'm saying exactly is that in every endeavors of our life, we have to develop a strong emotional resilience. We have to develop a strong shock absorber. Now, I would explain 
what a shock absorber is. A shock absorber is always attached to a, 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 a car, a vehicle, motorcycles, and the essence of or how a shock a shock absorber is made with springs. So when a car gets into a pothole or gets into yeah what no matter maybe the road is not so favorable full of it's full of ditches and all of those things a car once it gets into it the shock absorber absorbs the shock that sudden uh, moving you are moving so fast and you hit a a pothole damn the shock absorber absorbs the shock you don't feel it so much because yeah you feel it right but because the shock absorber had absorbed most of that sudden impact you just bounce back and you move on like nothing happened but if you've ever stayed in a car you've ever traveled or joined in a car that has a terrible shock absorber and you by adventure or peradventure sat at the back i'm talking from experience you will feel every jolt every sudden impact of the car in or as it gets into the portal you literally feel it in your in your bones and marrow you feel it so strong so that is what a, a shock absorber does you see in life life is not i wish to say that life is all smooth and rosy no life isn't life is full of ups and downs twists and turns bumps pit um ditches but when you get into the portals of life do you have the shock absorber to pull you out if a shock absorber is not in a car, once it gets into a pothole, it's stuck and you have to carry it, push it. But when a car has a good shock absorber, oh God, as it gets into the pothole, it bounces, it moves, it bounces, it moves, get into one, it bounces, it moves. So do you have a strong shock absorber? Do you have, are you emotionally resilient? And that was the question I had to ask myself. Am I emotionally resilient? Do I have what it takes? Do I have the grits? Do I have that, that, that strength? That mental strength? It's not about physics. It's not about being able to, to, to pull a plane now. It's not about being what's strongest man physically. It's about being what's strongest mentally, emotionally. Can you take... Yes, you, you didn't plan for failure. But then if it comes, does that mean you will die? That is why some people fail exams and go to take snipers. I mean, go to commit suicide. It's because they don't they have not developed an emotional strength, an emotional grit to be able to withstand the wheels, the pressures of life. So one major thing, one major lesson that I learned is Morewa, always invest in your emotional resilience. Whatever you can do that you can to develop strength in your heart, do it. And one of the, the best ways that the Holy Spirit told me to develop emotional strength, resilience, shock absorber, is that have a strong communion with God. Have a strong intimacy with God. The most important part of our life is our communion with God. It is our halter with God. When Jesus was about to when Jesus was about to die and he went to pray. He was praying passionately, Lord, let your will be done. Uh, let this cup pass over me. But all the same, let your will be done. It's because of the communion he has with God. He understood that, see, 
there is something that God has planned for my life. I was not just born to head for any re- for for whatever reason for for the for being born sick. I was born to head for a purpose. And he told when he was in the in the synagogue, he said, I, "I'm just trying to paraphrase." He said, "As it was written of me, you know, if you read the book of Psalm 139, the psalmist talk about in your book it was written of me. God has planned our lives before we were born." He said, "Before I formed, he was talking to Jeremiah. He said, before I formed you, I knew you are now ordained you a prophet unto nations. So before I formed you, I already had the plan written out in my book for you, like in God's archive." He had planned your life. Murewa, this is how I want you to live your life. And this is how I have planned it. And right from day one that we were born, we began to live that life. Unconsciously, you don't know you are living God's purpose for your life. Yes, it might look like, ah, ah, me. I'm a staunch, I'm a, I'm a big time fornicator. It doesn't even ever look like God is. But one thing you don't understand is that God has factored in your weaknesses. God has factored in your the, the your imperfection as a human being. He has factored everything you can ever think of. It's like God wants to throw a ball. He won't. He knows that he has calculated wind. He has calculated the velocity. He has calculated the density of the ball. And so instead of him to throw it straight, he throws it to the left. But he has calculated it in such a way that it will get to that loop he planned it to get to. God is a master mathematician is the ma- is logical is intelligent is a genius so when you come with a com- when you come into communion with god you get to understand that thing that god has written for he has written concerning your life your plans the plans and he has for you you discover purpose you don't create a purpose for yourself so when you begin to enter that communion one thing you when you enter into the life of purpose when you enter into purpose it is a solitary lifestyle it is just like flock, I mean, chickens. Chickens flock together. But eagles, they soar alone. You don't see eagles coming together and soaring and doing like... It is, it is a personal, solitary lifestyle. So when you get into purpose, you discover that even your failures, people might have passed here, but God is saying, see, my plan for you is that you don't get this. Not because I don't love you, but because I am working something inside of you. So that moment you'll find your purpose. And you can only find purpose in communion with God, with a strong relationship with God. When you find that relationship with God and you find your purpose, you begin to find definitions for the struggles, for the, or for the failures of your life, for things that didn't work as it should work. You, will, you might not find resolution as such, uh, per se, but you will find purpose you'll find definitions for it you'll be like okay now i understand it so when you don't when you prepare for an exam and you don't pass it doesn't mean that oh that's the end of the world it doesn't mean that god doesn't love me you just know that okay god let your will be done and so we move we move lord jesus what is it again what are you trying to say here and at the end of it all you might not be able to see the big picture at once but that is why God says, trust and obey. Just trust me. Hmm? Where I am taking you to, you, you yourself, you'll be marveled. God is working on us. He's working in us. He's, like I told you earlier that I repeated. It was not something that was fun for me. It was, it was one of the most trying times of my life as a teenager. 
as somebody who didn't even have a good self-esteem of himself before then. So just imagine adding to the fact that I repeated. I wasn't supposed to, I was not even with my sets. I was not with my sets. I was supposed to have graduated as early as 2010. So my sets were in SS3, I was in SS1. Now having to repeat again, you can have an idea what it means. I, I it, it affected my morale to the it affected me so very much but god was doing something it was working on me it was working in me and in fact when i have not fully understood why i repeated yet even though it's looking like okay i'm finding definitions for it now but 10 20 30 years down the line i'll be like god thank god i repeated so to all my friends that didn't make per finals so all my friends who had failed at different projects, you had failed here, you had failed here, and it would look like, God, why me? Why am I failing? Why do I keep failing? See, God is working something in your life. He's, he's molding you. When, when you visit a, a sculptor, you will see it, it will break something. It will, it will pinch something off. It will, it will chisel something. It's not easy. It's not easy when something is being is cutting things off. But when that product is done, when this this sculptor is done with his with his product, and it's done, is it does its finishing touches and it displays it, you'll be marveled. You'll be like, wow, <laughs> wow, this is beautiful. From a an, an ugly wood to a very beautiful sculpture, from just a mud, a clay that you would have stepped on to a beautiful base god hi i mean it's really beautiful when god works with us and we just allow him to work with us he's a beautiful thing so don't be discouraged don't feel bad don't feel don't feel that's the end of the world and for everybody who passed through well it is beautiful we pass it is wonderful but develop a strong emotional resilience like life does not might not always go the way you've planned you might have planned a to z i'll do this i'll do this and god somehow just hijacks your plan and just tells you that say i'm god man you're a man i'm god the man and he just wants to prove to you that i'm god he humbles you so you can choose to be humbled by god and you can choose to humble yourself jj so guys that is what i have for us today and i hope that it it, it, it blesses our heart so I don't know when next I'll be coming back here, but when definitely I come back, it will be powerful. It will be explosive as the Lord leads me. Take care, guys. Have a beautiful day.